When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 240. Review of Disney Princess The Concert. Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into today's episode. Hey there, animation addicts. I'm your host, Morgan Stradling. And I'm Chelsea Robson. And get ready to put on your symbolic tiara, ball gown, and your most sparkly pair of glass slippers because we are going to be diving into Chelsea's review of Disney Princess the Concert. She got to go to this amazing event and she's going to tell us all about it. So Chelsea, I have my ball gown on. My color of choice is teal, of course. course. I have a very extra sparkly tiara and glass slippers. They kill. (laughs) You know, my feet are going to hate me at the end of the end of this podcast, but you know what? It's part of the wardrobe. You got to do it. It's part of the uniform. Vanity before sanity. So a few months ago, we got an email of a press release for this concert series that Disney was doing. So this is Disney Concerts. It's just one of the many arms that Disney has. There's Disney Broadway, there's Disney Concerts. And so Disney Concerts was doing this 80 plus city tour called Disney Princess the Concert. And I thought this was incredible. I was really excited about it. And so we were able to talk with them. We were able to get tickets. So Chelsea was the one who was able to go because I had plans that day. And we thought it'd be really fun to give our review, Chelsea's review, of (laughs) her experience at this concert. Because if you are a Disney fan, if you are a Disney music fan, even if you're just a good music fan and you just like concerts, this is definitely something that you will want to attend. Now, I will say, full disclosure, the tickets were gifted to us by Disney Concerts, and we want to give them a huge thank you for providing that opportunity But Chelsea's review and our review is entirely our own. These are all of our own opinions. So get ready. So Chelsea, tell us all about it. Yeah. When we first started talking uh, about this, I just remember being like like looking at the the press release and seeing the first name I I saw and noticed was Susan Egan. And I was like, this is something that needs to happen. Yes. If you don't know who Susan Egan is, 
Shame on you, but it's okay. It happens. (laughs) She she originated the role of Belle on Broadway, which I've listened to that soundtrack so many times. I've seen it, seen the musical, you know, on Broadway. And then even more so, I guess, I I guess it depends on what kind of Disney fan you are, but she is the voice and singing voice of Megara. So definitely a bona fide Disney legend right there. Yes. And for me, like that was the selling point of like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to, <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> this is happening. And originally I was going to ask my nieces to go with me and one is 12 and one is 10. And, but the thing is like, they're not particularly princessy, like in their uh-huh. hearts. They're not really, but <laughs> mm, they just don't like it. I see. Um, and so <laughs> I was just like, okay. And then also their cousins came into town. So I was like, well, I mean, okay. You'd rather hang out with cousins. That's fine. Um, so I was going through my, my Rolodex of like, who do I know that would not ruin this for me specifically? (laughs) Because I mean, there's a lot of people you could invite to something like this. And then there's also people that it's like, they just wouldn't understand. And they would think, why am I here? And okay, whatever, you know, like, you know, I'm too cool for school. So you got to be very, this is one of those lessons in life that you learn. And is that you, it's like, you don't watch a chick flick that you love with somebody that you know is just going to ruin it. Like, no, you don't do that. So you Mm -hmm, go into mm -hmm. this knowing, okay, I pick my friends very closely. Morgan's not able to be there. So I'm like, Hey, I got to find somebody. Um, and I was able to bring my sister Marissa who, and she loved it. That was a, a given that I would go with her, but then I also had two additional. So I found two other friends of mine and I honestly, I wish I would have known that you could have gotten dressed up for this because <laughs> we would have. And that's that. Yeah. These are the girls that I, I came with and we would have done something with for this whole scenario had we known. And I have tiaras to spare. OK, <laughs> I, I did. Pageants. Chelsea is a pageant girl. Uh, yes, I, ha- I did pageants all growing up and I still have my favorite like tiaras like tucked away somewhere. And so I could have pulled these out. Dang it. <laughs> So I was a little bit disappointed in myself for not knowing that that was the kind of thing that it, or it could have been. But also I'm always kind of like on, I'm always nervous about doing that because I know that you're not allowed to get dressed up in cosplay and stuff for like Disneyland type stuff. And so I was wondering Mm -hmm. if it was going to be the same kind of thing for this. And so I was like, uh, I'll just, you know, do, you know, hip and trendy versus cosplay, which would have been great, but it's fine. So I go into this not really knowing what it was or its origins or what it came in, came from. Um, So we, my friends, we go to dinner. After dinner, we walk on over to the Orpheum Theater in Phoenix, Arizona. And the Orpheum Theater is gorgeous. It is like, yes, it's one of those theaters that like kind of feels like a 1920s vibe. Everything is super ornate. Like you have gold leafing on all of the, on all the railings and everything. And this is posh. Posh, 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 mm-hmm. beautiful theater. Obviously, from that moment, I was like, okay, yes, they picked the right theater because there's several theaters in Phoenix, but not like the Orpheum and the fact that it was that posh and like glitter esque. <laughs> uh, they they picked yeah. the right one for the Disney Princess concerts. Um, so I go in and we sit down. They're beautiful, wonderful seats. So thank you to Disney Concerts for providing those. And I'm looking around, kind of just looking to see what the demographics are well first back up just a little bit we walk up to the orpheum and there are these like five there's 
little girls everywhere and their parents. Mm-hmm. Like that's mostly the vibe of this whole thing. And all of these little girls are completely dolled up. And there was this group of like three that as we were walking up to the theater, they were like right there and their parents were taking their picture. And the daughter, the little girl was like, can we twirl now? <laughs> so like oh, all three of gosh. them just start my doing... heart. I know <laughs> all three of them, these little like five-year-old girls, like just start twirling and they're like all in their each different princess outfit. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is why you come to these things. It's so stinking yeah. cute. Um, but none of the like grownups were dressed up. And so I feel like it, they're more pitching it to that crowd. Right. They have like a screen on the background that has like, little questions you know like trivia and they're all like super easy trivia that like a five-year-old can answer um so you're oh, just right. like yeah cool so the first person that comes out at this point is a guy named benjamin rahula raulia ben <laughs> so ben, good old ben good old ben <laughs> comes out and he is the quote-unquote fairy god fairy and he's the arranger who has arranged all of these in Perfect four chord harmony. He gives his story of how he got here once upon a time. And then it has like pictures of him as a little child playing with Disney characters and whatnot. And then how he just grew up to love it and and wanted. And this that's how he got here. And that's kind of how each cast member introduced themselves with the exception of the quote unquote Disney prince, <laughs> Adam, Adam J. Levy. He's been on Broadway as well. And well, okay. so how it's laid out is that each character is pretty much plug and play. You have a character that does these songs. You have a character that does these songs and you have a character that does these songs. And then they kind of just find people in the Disney realm who have played something on Disney and could play that role. It's like so you have one that has some connection to Jasmine. You have somebody who has some connection to Belle. Someone who has some connection to, or at least could look like she could play a connection to play Rapunzel. And so you have all of these different archetypes. They have their set songs that they sing on this roster of songs, their set list. And then they have a section where they are able to tell a little bit about their Disney magical fairy story of how they got to where they are today in order to play a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. It's pretty set, like pacing wise. It's very uh, structured and you can tell that there's not a lot of off the cuff happening mm-hmm. and they have some videos going on in the background part when Susan Egan she comes out and she starts singing from Hercules and everyone's just like oh my gosh <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> uh can I just say I'm a fan of hers just that's why I'm here yeah she's on the roster for both the spring and the fall tours right which makes sense because she's the alumni yeah she'll get people like me to go to these concerts even though all of the singers Mm -hmm. that were a part of this were great performances strong vocals obviously they're all great but nobody has a name like susan egan so there you go Mm -hmm. in my cast you had sydney winters annalise vanderpool who played chelsea daniels or something on uh that's so raven i don't know a lot about it because i didn't have disney channel growing up but marissa has yeah we that was college for us and so we kind of had phased out of disney channel stuff like the hannah montana that's like a year or two beyond when i would have had a chance but lizzie mcguire yes sir we know about her (laughs) but marissa has also 
been like digging into all of the past everything. And so she has been watching that So Raven lately. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is that girl. (laughs) (laughs) Then you have Ariel Jacobs. And then, of course, the amazing Susan Egan, along with arranger Benjamin Rahulia and the Disney prince Adam J. Levy. So from what I remember, I think that there was a song that they started out that was an original song as like, we're here and the party starts. Um, I think that's kind of, let's get this party started, princesses and princess. Woo! <laughs> imagine, I just imagine them like jumping up and down, like fist bumping in the air. Exactly. <laughs> jumping. Oh, uh, Their exactly little cocktail dresses, are, oh, our yes. feathers are like blowing everywhere. I mean, they're just going out and they just have their little, they have their cocktail dresses on and they're very cute. You know, they come out and sing. Um, And then they do a song called Touch the Sky, which is from Brave. And then they go into Part of Your World. And then they do this like original princess medley. And so they take different songs from the pantheon of Disney princess songs. And he kind of like wraps them around each other. So one will end with a word that starts this the next line of a different song and it kind of like swirls in like that so it starts out with with a smile and a song and then sing sweet nightingale i'm wishing i wonder someday my prince will come so this is love once upon a dream and then a dream is a wish your heart makes okay hitting all the classics yes getting them all out there (laughs) but clearly they didn't want to spend enough they don't get their own dedicated number but we're just gonna hit them and move on (laughs) you gotta hit those though they're like standards. After that, they they go in and they start talking about the different people uh, that are on stage and they give them all a little second. I won't say I'm in love. Obviously, it's a great one. And then you have for the first time in forever. After, that's when they go into the intermission. Then they come back out in their new dresses and they're singing. That's how you know from Enchanted, which oh, I wasn't yeah. expecting that one, though. I right. don't know why I didn't. I mean, it's obvious that I should have expected it, but here we are. I am. <laughs> and it was fun. Like how the Disney prince come out and he's like, they're like <laughs> token prince him. guy. <laughs> <laughs> token prince. Uh, and then you have for the first time in forever. That's how, you know, uh, reflection, let it go a whole new world. I mean, this is a full two, this, yes. what, two hours, full two hours beginning to end. I didn't write the set list down mm-hmm. um, as far as like song by song. So some of these are out of order from what they actually were in the set list, but they're all there. And then the other one that surprised me was they did from Anastasia. They did journey to the past, Oh, which I was like, oh, no way. At what point in time are they going to like, like really latch onto this? That's really I feel what like I'm this for. is, this is a big moment for them to actually in a Disney princess concert to have, Anastasia singing an Anastasia song is pretty awesome. And I think that's a first step that they've accepted this. They know, they understand that she is beloved. And, you know, the next step is now seeing her in the parks or seeing her somewhere else. So well, that's kind of encouraging because, you know what, I would love to annex her in as a Disney princess. Like, <laughs> you know, through, through royal adoption, she is now one of the rest of the princesses. I think we know they've made it is if she starts appearing in floats and stuff at Walt Disney world or Disneyland. Oh, wow. That's like the pinnacle of the merger. Our lands are, are united. We, the merger <laughs> is complete. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure that the reason why it's in this originally was because the actress who originated the role on Broadway was also, had also done several other roles in the Disney 
And so he brought her in. For the Disney princess party. The, yeah, the Broadway princess party, because you can't say Disney oh, princess. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he would he would have gotten slapped with a, a lawsuit for sure. Right, so just exactly. Broadway. <laughs> so the Broadway princess party. I think that because he had that and it got so, like everybody who ever went to it loved it so much and they Disney could see that, no, they just, they like this song. So <laughs> throw it and in we there. Own, and we own her now, so. Yes. We, we own, own you. <laughs> so I think that that's, if she does end up getting deeper into the zeitgeist of Disney, I think that he can be given some credit for that. Yeah. Because of this whole situation, which is one of those funny little things, but it it was just as we should be given credit for the fact that she became a Disney princess. Disney literally did buy the rights to Anastasia in a different (laughs) way than we expected, but it happened. Rotoscopers called it first. We did indeed. So you had colors of the wind, Oh, and then my other favorite was when Susan Egan comes out and she kind of does this, she does this like jokey thing where kind of talking about how she's the oldest of them all. Cause yeah, all of these girls are in their twenties. Right. And it's, and then you have Susan Egan and she makes this joke about saying, well, you know, then the fact that I go around with these girls, I kind of feel like I'm their mother. And so I thought what would be great is just to have kind of a mother song. And so I was like, Benji, what song can we do that would be from a mother to a daughter and thinking about all of these different princesses and they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> there are no mothers, but there is one mother. And then she goes into mother's knows best. Yeah. Like, Susan oh, Egan so singing good. mother knows best was just like, yes, that was worth the price of admission. <laughs> it really was. The, I wish I could have gone. I mean, you have Sydney Winters who did Nala on Broadway. She did, when she sang Shadowland, that was really cool as well. Then you have I See the Light and Speechless, Belle. uh, Also, Susan Egan coming out and singing Tales Old as Time was just beautiful as well. Because she's like, I'm as old as Mrs. Potts now or something like that. But basically, it was funny. I was looking at, there are a lot of people who played Belle on Broadway, even... Annalise Vanderpool, she played Belle on Broadway. And then Which, you also- time out. Every time I hear you say Annalise, I just think of Annalise from the Barbie movies. <laughs> I'm like, dang it, they needed to acquire that somehow because I'm just like you. You're just like me. I would have loved to hear that. That would have been more appropriate for the, you know, the Broadway princess party, clearly. Yes, the Broadway princess party would have been able to pull that off. But that would have been know amazing. About- <laughs> yeah, Disney, oh. no. They're big, oh. but they're not quite that big to own Barbie. Just yet. Maybe next April Fool's. (laughs) Yeah, right? So, yeah. And then you did, they had uh, When Will My Life Begin, Love is an Open open Door with, of course, the Disney Prince uh, in summer. And they had, that one was was summer. Yeah. All all four of them had a part, a four-part harmony and a little back and forth where they all sang it, which Mm -hmm. I thought was fine. Like the pacing was really good. They started out in these like cocktail dresses of their all have their certain color that they wear. And then at the intermission, mm-hmm. they come out after that in their long ball gowns that kind of match their the Disney princess vibe. So, of course, Susan Egan comes out in the gold dress as though she's playing Belle. Annalise Vanderpool, who comes out wearing the pink purpley thing that is very much tangled. And then you have. Uh, Arielle Jacobs, who's the Jasmine, and Sydney Winters, who she was Nala on Broadway, but she has like a really like a cool coral outfit. Um, yeah, so I was just really very impressed 
with the whole thing. And I felt like afterward, I was looking over at my friends to see if they enjoyed it. And they were all very much impressed. Like everything was was very well done. It ended and everyone's like, oh, wow, that's fun. Um, so that was like my initial like review of the whole thing. And then I go to write my review on the website, which you can go to rotoscopers.com slash 240 and get the link to that. At that point, I'm writing it. And then you, Morgan, me, <laughs> you sent me <laughs> a link. It's me <laughs> to a <laughs> to another review of this. And I had no idea that there was a backstory that I needed to know more about this. Yeah. So basically this person is it's a Disney princess blog. So we'll include a link to that as well. So you can read it. And this person just reviews all things relating to princesses, whether it's Disney or not, and kind of has created this this community just around like princess lifestyle, I guess, in a really funny way and, and really big in the Broadway scene and whatnot. So what happened here is that before all of this went down, there was the precursor of this, which was the Broadway princess party. And basically it was the, the, the creators of this and they just got all these different songs together. And it was more in like a piano lounge, very intimate, close together and, you know, just different performers singing your favorite Disney princess songs. Who doesn't love that, right? Your favorite Disney songs, Disney princess, whatever. And it ended up becoming this very, very big thing where it started, you know, selling out and they were even doing their own tour as well, which was, which is pretty exciting. You know, you think, Hey, this is going to be like a one-off like weekend concert and it just grows and grows and grows. And apparently it was just very interactive, very fun because of the intimate relation, the intimate atmosphere, you were able to really get to know the performer and joke around and everyone seemed to have loved this. Now, Disney gets their fingers involved and they have to get into that honeypot. <laughs> so they basically bought out this show. They buy out the show, they retool it, they corporatize it, you know, because that's what they do best. <laughs> right. And they, re they relaunch it as this 80 plus tour. So that's why obviously the tour feels very rigid and whatnot, because they are just copy and paste, rinse and repeat every single night. Really, it's like every night or every other night, they're at a new location. They are flying, they're traveling to their next stop. And so far, it's very early on in the concert tour, and they're doing very, very well. And I think it's so new that people aren't hearing about it. But so, yeah, those are the origins of the, the tour. And that's really what this article was talking about was, hey, this is totally different. So if you were a big fan of the original, you're probably going to hate this. So what do you say well, to and, that? And that was what was interesting to me because uh, I go in and I started reading her review of this and coming from a place where she was at these original 54 below is the name of this like piano lounge that they would do this. And the this location itself, the venue is on a According to its own website. So, you know, they can say whatever they want about themselves, but they say it's <laughs> Broadway's living room, a home away from home for Broadway professionals and audiences alike where pre-theater dinner offered nightly. So what they do is they have, they find different, different stars from different shows and they have them come and they do like, like a pre-show before people actually go to the theater themselves. So they, so it's like, I'm sure very expensive mm. uh, to get in and that from what I've seen, you can go to Benjamin's YouTube channel and you can see dating back from 2015 when he started doing these princess or what it was called the Broadway princess party, where he would contract and bring in different princesses and have them tell their story and 
kind of sing a couple songs. And then they would also sometimes have guest appearances by the the prince, you know, the, so for. Oh, yeah. There was always a surprise. And yeah, you never knew what to expect. There was always a surprise of somebody coming in. And so sometimes it was if it was the actress who was playing Jasmine, then it would have been the original Aladdin that came in and, and would sing. And so this this room is full and you have. Most of the people who are here are obviously they're going to the theater and they're buying the extra tickets. Um, so these are super fans, people I love. Right. They are our people. So you have all of these stories. And I was looking at different reviews of that whole situation. And as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. That's my kind of place, because it's all like one is all people our age and everybody is equally into and unabashedly so into this scenario. And once they yes. they did start doing it a couple times and then they decided to do to actually put on their own theater and um, show and take it around to different places. Now, because of this, it was still a tighter knit audience. And once again, to the cosplay crowd, that's when they kind of jumped in. And so you have pictures um, on their website. And when they did the original trailer for one of those shows before Disney bought it out. It was very much cosplay. Everybody came in dressed like their favorite princess. And you had just a vibe of like... Like millennial, millennial super fans. Yeah. Like myself. I, I put myself into those character mm-hmm. categories. Yeah. We grew up with the VHS te- tapes, cassettes and CDs. We sang these songs. We watched these movies. They are part of our DNA. Right. It's, and we know who these people are. And we're are. adults now. Like all of us are adults, but we haven't left that behind. Not in a weird... Neverland sort of way where we're right. never going to grow up, but we appreciate the greatness that was Howard Ashman, Alan Menken, and all of the other Disney songs. Right. right? And the fact that we know who Susan Egan is, you know, you, you <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's the point is you're the people attending this are the type of fans who don't just say like, yeah, I went and saw Lion King on Broadway or I saw Beauty and the Beast. No, you know, who originated the mm-hmm. roles, you know, who followed up after them, who are the best bells that have ever been on broadway or you know you you know the people behind the people or the people behind the songs yeah and so you i can just tell that that crowd like before disney bought it was much more of the super fan type and Mm -hmm. like for me because i am also a super fan (laughs) i would have much have rather have gone to that show but also knowing by essence of being a super fan you're not going to get that many people and so i understand why they kind of corporatize it in in a way to in order to bring in the five year olds, you know, um, and make mm-hmm, it a little mm-hmm. bit more, just like make it a fun night out with your parents. I think that's yeah. pretty cool, you know, that they were they were able to shift the audience because they knew okay, there's only so many of these hardcore super fans. Actually, there's a right. there are a ton. There's a, right like still, I've gone to, I've gone to <gasps> right I've gone to the zelda concert you know where they a live orchestra will play all the music from the zelda series and they have big projection and it's a packed house so there are people in each one of these cities who will be attending this however i'm pretty sure if they just strictly marketed it to the millennials super fans they wouldn't have a problem but while we're at it why don't we just try to expand that even more and include the kids right i guess that's my my kind of review of what of what it is and also my my wish of what it, what I also got to add. <laughs> I don't know how to. There was a moment when I walked out because I was thinking like, why didn't they sing? Well, you and I had just talked about how we don't talk about Bruno is now top of the charts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it kind of felt like that was a missed 
opportunity that they should have like brought that in there because everybody's so like talking about yeah, Bruno. We, like they just everybody gets in there and they could have made a really cool thing about it. But that's the moment where I was like, okay, instead of in summer, they should be doing we don't talk about Bruno. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Just capitalize on the trend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people are gonna be recording it and sharing it on TikTok or sharing it on, you know, Instagram or all over social media. Yeah. Strike while the iron's hot. Throw that in there. But it doesn't, it's not like a hundred percent princessy. No, but that doesn't matter. Neither is in summer. <laughs> <laughs> in summer happens to be in a princess film, but it's not like it doesn't matter. Like this is what's popular right now. This is in the zeitgeist. And that was kind of one of my my issues is I felt like I could see how in the Disney Princess review on the Disney Princess blog, I can see how she would be upset that it was it felt way more commercialized and corporatized. Mm-hmm. Because if this were like a normal band going around and doing playing their songs, they would find big songs and do covers of them. And so, yeah, it doesn't really matter as long as you know the audience that would enjoy it, like doing a cover of a random song that you know that your audience has connections to is like completely allowed and and loved. And so I feel like that's kind of the difference is because it is so like, nope, we got to be able to get in case somebody has to bow out. We have to make, make sure everything is like plug and play. But th- that's the thing. Growing up, we always had parts of our show that was plug and play, but it never felt like it because we were able to play it off as a, this is what, this is new, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. you can, you can do that without, without it feeling like we've scripted this, which is, that's the part where I was like annoyed, (laughs) but you know, all together, it was great. Nobody else besides me probably would notice these things or even care. But yeah, that's kind of where I was like this author of the, of the Disney princess blog. I see you. And then also because of that, I kind of felt like there didn't feel like a, enough interaction with the audience. Um, but those are the kind of those the things that I, the really nitpicky things that I look for that I wish that could have been really easy to fix. And I hope that they maybe shift it in like later iterations. I hope that they, you know, hey, let's just practice this song <laughs> and let people join in once or twice. <laughs> So Chelsea, what is your final review? Would you recommend this to our listeners? I'm going to say if it's in your budget and you can find people to go, like your budget meaning there's the basic tickets, it could go from anywhere between 35 and like $100, I would say. And then if you wanted to do your an upgrade and add the VIP experience where you get to meet some of the actresses, then um, that's up to you. I would definitely pay the 35 to $50 for a tickets on this. Yeah. And that's pretty reasonable. That's pretty fair. You're getting probably some upper level seats. You know, if you wanted the orchestra, that's probably going to spend anywhere from, you know, 50 to 100. I was looking at ticket prices for different venues to kind of see if there was a standard price. And it really depends on your venue. You know, some venues was 40 to 70 dollars and that was it. Um, Others were 35 to 85. So obviously there's some localities that have different pricing. But, you know, the higher end, the more hundred dollars, the 75 to 100, that's probably your orchestra seats. The 50 to 35 is going to be the higher level seats. But for those prices, I think it's absolutely worth it. This is a someone who didn't get to attend and has major FOMO. <laughs> um, so fun. So and such a great experience. I got to see Leah Salonga. She did oh, a, a tour and a concert a few years ago. And that is something I still think about 
to this day, you yeah. know, just seeing one of these legends who I've listened to forever, totally worth the cost of admission. And me, you know, as an outsider, I would say for sure the Disney princess concert, if that is your jam, which most likely it is, if you're listening to us, um, see if it's visiting you. Luckily the tour is fairly new. It's only a few weeks out. So their odds are that it hasn't hit your city yet. If it's not, I'm so sorry, go fly to another city and make it, make a weekend out of it. It'd be fun. But go do it. This is just something that's not happening. You know, concerts and venues are opening back up and and go just sing your heart out, be a Disney princess and enjoy <laughs> the incredible music and the incredible performers. From what I can tell, I don't think they would have kicked you out if you came in um, dressed up. I don't think they would have cared. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think so. And the only reason I was afraid is just because I've gone to like different things. I wasn't quite sure. And then I also wasn't quite sure like what my friends were going to be <laughs> like, what level they would be okay with. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to find out later. I should have just been like, yo, we're all, I've got crowns for everybody. Um, so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that, that's definitely something to look for. The, the more you can lean into it, if you go the better, like that's just how I you're see right. everything in life too. So if, if you're going to go, if you're going to do this, do it right. Okay. I like it. So we will have links to all of this so you can check out. If you want to see Chelsea's written review, that will be in the show notes for this episode, rotoscopers.com slash 240. But if you want to buy tickets and you want to see, hey, is this, you want to see the tour schedule and you want to buy tickets, go to rotoscopers.com slash Disney Princess Concert. And that will send you to the place where you're able to pick your venue and purchase tickets from there. Definitely, definitely do it. If you do end up going and you have a review, send us a voicemail with your review and your thoughts, and we'll share them on another Nerdy Couch Discussion voicemail episode that we do. And this was just really fun. Again, so bummed I wasn't able to attend. I know. But if I knew that I wasn't going to be able to attend. I, I knew that Chelsea had to. So I was like, Chelsea, what are you doing? And, <laughs> and I'm glad she was able to experience it and bring some friends. Yeah. And I, it would have been it would have been all the better had you been there. But I know. Here we so are. Again, if you're if you're going, bring your Disney BFF. It'll be significantly better. So Yes. Yes. So uh, I do have one other little thing before we wrap up. On our 10-year anniversary, we were talking about my course, VidBoss Academy. And I realized listening back to that episode that I didn't actually give you a link to go check it out or purchase. <laughs> and so that was my bad. And so if you go to rotoscopers.com slash VBA, V as in Victor, B as in boy, A as in Academy, VidBoss Academy, that will take you to the offer page that already applies the coupon code rotoscopers that gives you $100 off. So just wanted to let everyone know that, yeah, in case you're like, I, there's no links. How do I get here? That's how you get there. It'll also be in the show <laughs> notes for this episode. Um, just wanted to make sure you had that if you are interested. So again, not trying to, not trying to plug, but we did plug last episode and we, we plugged poorly, <laughs> very poorly. So there Poor. we go. So Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Animation Addicts podcast. I hope this got you excited to dust off your tiara and to get your glass slippers. No, it did for me. So until next time, we are the Rotoscopers. Hello, hello, hello. I'm recording. I am also recording. How is this looking? Hello, hello, hello. Hi. We are recording together <laughs> in harmony. Harmony. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes. Fabulous. <laughs> oh, wah, wah. I don't think it's working the way I want it to work, but whatever. It should be fine. Just don't go crazy, Chelsea. <laughs> Just don't go crazy. Please, don't. Just don't. <laughs> we don't need a, no craziness today, okay? None. No crazy for you. Side note, I can't wait for this to go away. <laughs> My kids have the lingering cough that will never end as well. So oh, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag Animation Addicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast. Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news, reviews, and interviews. Thanks for listening. <laughs>